This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 154, Comic Talk, DC Marvel solicitations for June 2014. Welcome to Comic Shenanigans. This is episode 154. It's the Comic Talk episode for the DC Marvel solicitations that have recently been released for June 2014. Uh, a little bit of a funny note. Uh, the last episode that was the non-reviews episode, episode 152, we took a look at the solicitations from May 2014. Uh, I didn't realize at the time of that podcast that it had been, I guess, a few weeks uh, since the solicitations had actually been released. So when this week, I, I think it was like Monday or Tuesday, when the DC solicitations come out, I'm like, wow, that feels really fast, but I guess not. Uh, I guess it had been a while. And then Marvel's came out a day or two later, so here we are for back-to-back solicitations episodes. Uh, so this week, uh, we're looking at DC and Marvel in June. Uh, we're going to start off looking at uh, DC solicitations for 2014. Um, sorry, June 2014. Um, as always, I'm going through the uh, link that's provided at newsarama.com. If you Google uh, DC solicitations June 2014 Newsarama, you'll see the link. And that's the order that I'm going through in terms of the, uh, the issues being spotlighted or that I've decided to talk about. Uh, the first book that's listed, it's interesting, the first book listed is Infinity Man and the Forever People. Uh, so it looks like they're really kind of jumping into the uh, fourth world... Um, um, characters and concepts, etc., for in the New Fifty Two, I'm kind of interested in this. Uh, it's written by Dan Dio and Keith Giffen, and I know that a lot of people kind of decry Dio's abilities as a, um, a writer. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, he's written some good stuff here and there. So, I mean, uh, I didn't actually read his uh, his OMAC, but I'm interested to see what this would be like. And him writing with Keith Giffen is probably not a bad idea. Um, and the next book is Justice League 32. Um, so this is, again, by Jeff Johns and art by Ivan Reyes. Um, this could be interesting. I mean, why not? Uh, I don't know how I feel about having four covers, though. That seems a little excessive. Um, I do like the cover, though, having uh, Lex Luthor standing there with Batman's cowl and his, uh, and his, um, his belt in his hands. It looks kind of cool. And I, I do, I'm interested to see what Justice League is like with Lex Luthor at the, on the team. Um, it definitely feels like they're going farther away from just kind of the core concept of let's have the you know the mightiest heroes of the, in the Justice League doing their thing, whereas now it's kind of a more I don't know just a, a different way of telling stories and telling different types of stories that aren't really Justice League stories but kind of are because you have Lex Luthor kind of co-opting the Justice League brand so to speak. Um, next up you have the New Fifty Two Futures End, and that's I guess just issues five, six, seven, and eight. Uh, the team behind it is interesting. Azarello, Jeff Lemire, Dan Jurgens, and Keith Giffen. Definitely kind of a, a weird hodgepodge, but could be quite interesting. Um, so I'm interested to see what goes on here. I mean, Future's End has a lot of really great potential. Before we get the first issue, we won't really know what this could be. Uh, it's kind of like with 52. I mean, when 52 happened, you really had no idea what it was going to be and how the story was going to work, and then it ended up being one of the best DC stories they've told in the last decade, um, if not the best. Uh, just a long-form storytelling, uh, telling some really character-rich um, you know, tales, uh, weaving in and out of a, throughout a year, letting the, the subplots really get a chance to breathe. Um, there's a great sense of pacing. Like I don't think anything will ever... They keep trying these weekly books, and I don't think they're ever going to find one that quite matches the 
the flavor, intensity, and uh, characterization and pathos of 52. There's just something so special about it that can never truly be replicated. If you look back, their second weekly was Countdown to Final Crisis, which was an unholy mess. And after that, you had Trinity, which was good and consistent, but um, was nowhere near the level of complexity and uh, depth that 52 was. But I'm interested to see what you know this uh, both uh, Futures End and Batman Eternal will be like. Um, moving on, we have Justice League United number two by Jeff Lemire and Mike McCone. Again, we I guess we have a Lobo, or I don't even know which version of Lobo this necessarily is supposed to be. Um, I, I like the idea of the you know kind of having the Justice League based in Canada. It seems like they're going to be going to space more often than not. Um, interested to see Hawkman and and um, them being on Ran and kind of exploring more of the cosmic elements of the New 52, so that could be interesting. Uh, Justice League Dark, I just, I, I really am glad that this book exists. I just wish I had more of an interest in it. Uh, we have Secret Origins number three by Robert Venditti, Mark Andreco, and Scott Lobdell. Um, I wish that we get more into the characters who aren't kind of the more marquee names. I mean, the Secret Origins brand is could be really cool. It could be a really great anthology series um, having some really interesting origins in the New 52. I mean, but the first few issues are all bat, like very Bat-centric. Um, even in this issue, we have Green Lantern taking center stage, which is good, but then you also have the origin of Batwoman, another Bat character, and then Red Robin by Lobdell and Kirkham. Uh, it is a 48-page, you know, $5 book, so, I mean, you're at least getting a little bit more bang for your buck. Um... But, you know, it's, it's still expensive. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm interested in seeing what this book will be like. Uh, below that, we have Flash 32 by Robert Venditti and Van Jensen with artwork by Brett Booth. Not how, how sure I feel about Brett Booth being the artist in The Flash. Uh, I am interested to see what Wally West is like. Um, the solicitation here actually gives you a lot of detail in a really bite-sized manner. You have, uh, number one, flashbacks for this issue. The Flash confronts the serial killer stalking Central City. Barry tries to repair his fractured relationship with Wally West. What the hell does that mean? And future Flash continues to move forward to the, to move toward the present for a final confrontation with one of the rogues. Who will he kill next? So, it's definitely interesting, and they're definitely going in a specific direction, and that could be exciting. Um, the Aquaman and the Others, number three, by Dan Jurgens and Lam Medina. Uh, really psyched to see what Dan Jurgens is able to do with Aquaman. Uh, the regular Aquaman book by Jeff Parker and Paul Pelletier. Uh, you have Aquaman vs. Swamp Thing, so that could be fun. Uh, Green Arrow, I, I wish I'd been, you know, following this in any way, but, uh, apparently it's, it's interesting and it's enjoyable, and for those who are enjoying Diggle's, uh, sorry, Lumiere's run, uh, it should continue to be really entertaining. Uh, Justice League 300, three, sorry, 3000 number 7. Um, now, I was told by frequent listener and friend of the show, uh, AJ Reese, that I should actually give this more of a shot because I read the first issue, was really disappointed, really hated what I was reading, couldn't, I could almost not even get through the, the first issue, and I read part of the second and it didn't make me feel really different. But apparently it's actually better than I gave it credit for, so at some point I do plan on going back and reading the issues I've missed. I think only three or four issues have come out as of this podcast. Um, so at some point I will try to give that a shot, uh, solely based on AJ Reese's uh, uh, recommendation. Uh, he's recommended things to me before that I've enjoyed, so maybe this will be another plus. 
Uh, Trinity of Sin Pandora, surprise, it's still going. So is Trinity of Sin Phantom Stranger, although it is at least ending its current storyline, and we have more appearances of the Spectre. Uh, Constantine, or Constantine, continues. I'm actually surprised it's at issue 15, just because I, I didn't think people were really digging it all that much, but it's still going. Uh, Earth 2, number 24, continues by Tom Taylor and Eddie Barrows. Uh, Eddie Barrows, I guess, stepping in for Nicholas Scott. I don't believe she's been replaced on a regular basis. Um, interested to see what this issue would be like. Um, I'm definitely... I have been enjoying it, although it has been a very different beast, the book, uh, under Taylor, as opposed to James Robinson, who wrote it previously. Uh, we have World's Finest, as Power Girl and Huntress begin their journey back to Earth 2, and Decide Returns. That could be interesting, definitely. Um... Giving this book having more of a purpose and a sense of where it wants to go and direction is not a bad idea because their current status quo as characters is kind of flimsy. So giving them some sort of direction is a good idea. Um, Wonder Woman 32, Azarello continues his run. Uh, with Super Superman Wonder Woman number 9 by Charles Sewell and Tony S. Daniel. I'm kind of bummed that this is going to getting roped into the Superman Doom storyline. Um... So we'll see. Uh, I, just because I was really enjoying what this book was doing on its own, because uh, I find the artwork has been really great, and I've actually been digging the story. Uh, then we have a pretty big deal in Superman 32. We have Jeff Johns taking it over, and we also have uh, John Reader Jr. Uh, jumping and doing his, I believe, his very first artwork on a DC book, which is a, a pretty big deal. I mean, he's had, what, 30, 35 years at Marvel, if not more? And to suddenly go to DC's a pretty big move, and going to their biggest icon is cool as well. Uh, it's to see what this will be like. Um, that being said, the last time we had the kind of a uh, a big Superman launch of some kind was Superman Unchained with a Snyder and Jim Lee, and that kind of fizzled out with nothing. So I'll have to see if this is actually any good. But I'm definitely going to be reading Superman 32 just to see what it's like and see to, to see John Romita Jr. Uh, illustrating Superman. Um, Although I kind of wish he would do the classic version of Superman, but obviously that version doesn't really exist anymore. Uh, then we have Action Comics 32 by Greg Pak and Aaron Cooter. I just haven't really been digging their current run. I like Greg Pak as a writer, it's just not quite hitting for me. Uh, this is part of the Superman Doom storyline. Um, so, And I guess that now it sounds like there's some sort of doomsday virus. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Superboy 32 um, is the return of the son of Superman to the present day. Uh, by written by Aaron Cooter, so he's not just an artist on action comics, but he's also writing Superboy. Um, I don't know. At some point, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll give Superboy a shot. Um, I just I have I wasn't enjoying the original Connor stories while in the New Fifty Two, but maybe I would like this new version. I don't know. Uh, Supergirl Thirty Two is we had the continuation of the Red Daughter of Krypton, um, and it, apparently. Oh, the cover was originally scheduled to appear in Supergirl 31, which is kind of strange. Uh, we have Batman Superman number 12, and this was a story that was supposed to be in Batman Superman 11 originally, and it's uh, following the events of First Contact. Um, I Again, I'm not a huge fan of this book, mainly because the Jay Lee artwork is totally inappropriate. I just don't think it fits for these characters and the types of stories Greg Fox tried to tell. I think the editor should have a better or more suitable artist, because Jay Lee's a great artist given the right material. This isn't it. Uh, Batman Eternal continues with 9, 10, 11, and 12. Uh, it's written by the team of just Scott Snyder, James Tinian IV, Ray Fox, John Lehman, and Tim Seeley, with art and cover by Guillaume March, which is, that's a lot of art. Or Sorry, he only does two issues. The other two are by both Ian Bertram and Mikkel Jenin. 
Issue 32 has Snyder and Capullo continuing their uh, zero years. They reach their second last issue in the final chapter um, of... Let's see, oh, sorry, as the final chapter of Zero Year Savage City draws closer. So one more issue left. It's a three ninety nine book with a four point nine sorry, four ninety nine combo pack edition. Uh, with Detective Comics thirty two continues with uh, Francis Manipal and Fr- Brian Bruchelato uh, continuing their run as we have uh, part three unfolding in issue thirty two. You have Batman and Roswell Ghoul thirty two uh, ending the hunt for Robin storyline. Uh, the Batwoman, new issues of Batwoman, Batgirl. Uh, again, Batgirl, a story that was supposed to be in Batgirl 31 is now in 32, so what's up with what was supposed to be there? Uh, Harley Quinn number 7 releases. I really was not a fan of the first couple issues, so I'm not even interested in reading this at all. Uh, there's also a, a director's cut for the Harley Quinn number 0. 56 pages um, for four ninety nine Seems a little, a little much for this character. I can't believe it was a sold-out well-selling issue. I just because I just found it to be very unappealing and uninteresting. Uh, you got Birds of Prey thirty-two that continues. Catwoman thirty-two. No real changes. Their creative teams appear to be remaining about the same. Same thing with uh, Batwing and Red Hood and the Outlaws number thirty-two. Uh, Sinestro continues his new ongoing by Colin Bunn and Dale Eaglesham. Um, I'm interested to see what this is like. This is probably one of the only Lantern books I'm really interested in reading this this particular month in June. Although Green Lantern has been okay uh, under the current leadership of Venditti. That being said, this is you know it's it's part of a crossover now, so I don't know if I'm going to be a big fan of that. At least it's only Green Lantern and Green Lantern Core, um, which is Uprising. So you got issues uh, or chapters three and four coming out this particular month. Uh, you have a new issue of New Guardians. And Larflees has its final issue. I'm surprised it even got to issue 12. And Red Lanterns 32. Um, and then we got All-Star Western Swamp Thing. Batman 66 meets the Green Horde number one. That's interesting. It's written by Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman, who's the co-host of Kevin Smith's podcast, Hollywood Babylon. Um, I'm kind of interested to see what that would be like. Um, and now I feel bad I haven't, I've fallen behind in listening to the Hollywood Babylon podcast. Uh, I think I'm like eight episodes behind or something ridiculous. I don't think I think I'm on like the first episode of 2014. Uh, now I'm interested to see if they actually end up talking about this because I don't, I've never heard, even heard that this was even happening. Uh, this solicitation for the issue number one is the first I've ever heard of it. Um, an artwork by Ty Templeton. He's a pretty great artist. Uh, then we have let's see, Harlan Nelson, Seven Against Chaos, Street Paperback, Adventures of Superman 14. So we have all these digital. First issues coming out: Batman '66, number twelve, uh, Injustice Year Two, Scribble Knots Unmasked, Crisis of Imagination, Smallville Eleven, Lantern, uh, sorry, Season Eleven, Lantern, Vampire Diaries number six, Legends of the Dark Knight, hundred page super spectacular. Um, you got Batman Beyond the Universe, and then some other things. You have He Man, the Masters of the Universe number fourteen, and then you got the trades and the collections. You have the Batman: A Celebration of Seventy Five Years hardcover. Pretty good price, only $40 uh, for 384 pages. Not bad. Uh, a lot of stuff throughout the uh, numerous years. You have the Joker, a celebration of 75 years coming out as well. Um, also 384 pages, also $39.99. You have Batman Unwrapped, the Court of Owls hardcover. So you have issues 1 to 11 um, and pencils only, which is kind of an interesting experiment. They're doing a, more and more of these unwrapped editions. Uh, you have the Batman Dark Knight Volume 3 Mad, which is the Ethan Van Skyver and Simon Kudransky illustrated Greg Herbert storyline from uh, Dark Knight, which was 
I believe, um, Dark Knight 16 to 21 and the Dark Knight Annual 21, uh, sorry, number one. You have uh, Nightwing, the second city trade paperback, the second last trade paperback uh, for this um, this run, at least getting us up to issue 24. Uh, new trade paperbacks of Birds of Prey, uh, Batwing, Talon. The Talon one's actually extra large if you look at it, though. It's only 20 bucks. Considering most other things have... Actually, that being said, maybe Batwing's about to end because Batwing Volume 4 seems like a big trade as well. Um, I guess not. It's eight issues. It's a little longer than normal. Um, the one for Talon, however, is, I believe... Let me just look here. Ten issues. Uh, so ten issues for 20 bucks is a pretty good deal. Um, actually, it's 11. It also includes an issue of Birds of Prey. I guess it's going to end the Talon book, which, at this point, I don't think it really needs to keep going because it really kind of... It's already reached its end of return, end of no return. Um, Teen Titans has a new trade paperback. Green Lantern's Co- Green Lantern Core has a new trade paperback, um, and the new Guardians trade paperback. You have a hardcover for Flash Volume Four, which basically finishes off Brian Bucciolato and Francis Manipal's run together. Uh, you got Justice League of America Volume One, World's Most Dangerous, finally coming to trade paperback. Uh, you have Superman Volume Four, Cywar hardcover. Um, you have the Action Comics trade paperback number volume 3, Justice League of America's Vibe volume 1, which is the 10 issues of the series. I'm probably going to buy that. I, I did enjoy the book, and it's a good price, uh, 17 bucks. Uh, you got the Green Arrow by Kevin Smith Deluxe Edition hardcover. Uh, it's $30 for 15 issues. I think I only own the original, I think, first 12 issues of this particular run, uh, illustrated by Phil Hester that brought uh, Oliver Queen back to life, uh, pre-New 52, obviously. I'm definitely interested in picking this up. Uh, Cinder and Ash, not even sure what this is, but it has a trade paperback. For those who really love Jeff Johns and uh, The Brightest Day uh, ongoing, or not ongoing, the miniseries, uh, all 25 issues are in hardcover format, coming out soon for $75. Uh, a, thir- a fourth volume of Supergirl trade paperback, another Superboy trade paperback. Uh, you have Arkham Unhinged Volume 4 hardcover. Uh, now, this is something I'm interested in, is the Batman Bruce Wayne Fugitive Trade Paperback New Edition, uh, con- collecting the entire storyline. We're also having the uh, Bruce Wayne Murderer, is I believe just came out this past week, uh, which is kind of an interesting storyline to even bother reprinting in a nice big trade paperback, but here you go. It's a good value. It's $30 US for 432 pages. Uh, you have the uh, Amicom Girls Volume 2 Rise of the Brainiac trade paperback. Uh, you have a hardcover for Absolute Batman Haunted Night. So this is uh, the different collections of stories by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. It's kind of a weird collection, though. You have Batman Madness number one, Batman Ghost number one, Batman the Legends of the Dark Knight Halloween special number one, and then thrown in for fun is the Catwoman one in Rome one to six. I feel like they didn't want to do an absolute of Catwoman one in Rome, uh, so instead they called it something else, which is a Batman, and then which is, again, kind of disingenuous because you have six issues that are not really Batman at all and are Catwoman-centric, and then you have the three specials which are Batman-centric. Um, some other things that are also at the bottom of the, of the page here, you have Tiny Titans Return to the Treehouse number one as it gets to continue. The the book by Art Baltazar and Franco returns. You have a new issue of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Uh, Batman Little Gotham has its second trade paperback. Uh, Looney Tunes continues. Teen Titans Go, Mad, Astro City, American Vampire, Second Cycle, um, you have the annotated Sandman Volume Three hardcover, Animal Man Volume Six trade paperback, uh, which is re- reprinting stuff by Jamie Delano, uh, with artwork by a variety of different artists. Uh, new issues of Fables Coffin Hill trade paperback for Django Unchained, uh, the Swamp Thing by Brian K. Vaughan Volume Two trade paperback, uh, and a bunch of other books that I am 
going to decide not to uh, describe all of them. That's a lot of material from DC. So that's the first 20 minutes of our podcast. Uh, next up, we have the Marvel solicitations for June 2014. And the first one up is the big one, Original Sin, uh, Issues 3 and 4 by Jason Aaron and Mike Diodato. Um, interested to see what it's like. Uh, I don't know. If, when they describe Nick Fury standing alone, I'm guessing they're talking about the new Nick Fury, not the original. Um, and it, it definitely sounds like a weird kind of fun storyline. Uh, I'm a little worried about the whole secrets of the, you know, the Watcher and what he's seen and everyone having this kind of original sin. I don't know about that, but if it's just a, an interesting um, murder mystery, this this has a lot of potential. But we'll see if it actually ends up delivering. And again, I don't know how I feel about them having to make every event book come out twice a month. Um, so you have Original Sin 3 and 4. You have now every, every tie-in to Original Sin, so that includes Fantastic Four by Robinson and Kirk. All New Invaders, number 6 by James Robinson and Mark Lanning. Or, I think it's Lemming. Uh, Nova 18 by Jerry Dugan and David Baldion. It actually makes sense for this book to be... Co- Involved with uh, the Watcher because the Watcher's actually had an important role in this book, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss him not being around. Or I'm gonna be sad that he's not around anymore. Um, I guess there's Original Sins one to two of five, uh, which is a separate book. Uh, then there's Original Sin three point one, three point two, three point three, and three point four. Not even know what these are. One's by Mark Wade and Mark Bagley. Actually, two of them are, and two of them by Kieran Gillen and Luke Ross. Um, then you have the Avengers 31 tie-in to Original Sin um, by Hickman and Lionel Francis Yu. We're not really getting a good sense of what these are going to be like, though. Uh, Mighty Avengers number 11 is Al Ewing and Greg Land have a tie-in to Original Sin, as does Deadpool 30 by Dugan Posehn and John Lucas. Um, then you have Savage Hulk number 1, which is an all-new series by Alan Davis writing and illustrating. This could be fun. Um, I know some people are not as big a fan of Alan Davis these days, but you know what? More Hulk is not a bad thing, and let's see what this is going to be like with Hulk against the X-Men. Who knows what time period it's even set in? We have no idea. Um, But you know what? I'm in for an Alan Davis Savage Hulk book, and I'm sure wherever he is, uh, Tom Kerr, who's listening to this podcast, definitely agrees. He's also a friend of the show and uh, a past guest. Uh, we have Dexter Down Under. It's weird how it keeps getting shoved to the top of the uh, solicitation page. Uh, Miracle Man number 7. I love that it just says the original writer as the writer, which is obviously Alan Moore. Um, I haven't really been following or reading into this. I'll probably pick it up when it's eventually collected, uh, just because I'm a little interested. But, I don't know, I feel like a lot of people say how amazing Miracle Man is, and I think if you weren't reading it then, then it just won't be the same to read it now. It's kind of like how... You know, stuff like Watchmen or Squadron Supreme, like, these are some really landmark things that change comics, but if you read them years later, when other things have already kind of aped them, they won't have the same level of, like, they won't blow your mind in the same con- uh, context, because you've already kind of had your mind shifted a certain way. Like, Kingdom Come borrows a lot of its kind of ideas from Squadron Supreme, where there's a lot of similarities. Um, but if you read, you know, Squadron Supreme second, it might almost diminish it and be like, oh yeah, I don't know, this happens. No, this was the first time someone had really done this superheroes take over the world thing and impose their will because, you know, they know better and you have a Superman analog doing it and then you have that in Kingdom Come. They go out of totally different directions, but there's a lot of similarities. Uh, you got Figment number one, who, I don't even know who Figment is. I guess it's something to do with Disney, I don't know. 
You got the new Avengers annual, number one, with Doctor Strange. Now, it's weird that there's an annual that's going to, you know, hopefully be important and actually matter. But you have Frank J. Barbier, who I don't even know who that is. Apparently, it's an acclaimed young writer uh, who's written some things that I've never heard of. And Marco Rudy, I know a little bit of his artwork. Um, we'll see if this is actually a good annual or not. I do appreciate, though, that it's new blood writing these books, but... When it's an annual and it's a little bit more expensive, you kind of wish it was not a, someone trying something out. People got to try out in something somewhere, but and I know it's harder and harder to find kind of a good tryout book that people can kind of latch onto. Like back in the day with artists, it seemed to be Punisher War Journal. Like that's where Jim Lee started. How does that make sense? But then he was on some of the biggest books immediately thereafter. Uh, Avengers World 7 and 8 uh, appear to not be connected to... Um, uh, what's gonna call it? Uh, to original sin, which is kind of refreshing. Uh, you got Nick Spencer and Stefano Caselli uh, bringing you issue seven and issue eight. But the artwork is by Marco Cicchito. Uh It looks like Jonathan Hickman is totally gone from this, and now it's just Nick Spencer writing it on his own. Uh, then you have New Avengers nineteen and twenty. Um, let's see here, New Avengers nineteen and twenty, and that was written by Hickman. And I guess the artwork is by Valerio Shiti. Um, it looks like for both of them. So I'm interested to see what this is like, just because I've been really digging New Avengers. In some ways, more than Avengers proper, just because I like seeing the Illuminati and have them deal with, um, you know, the incursions, etc. And it sounds like in, during Original Sin, there will be Captain America will remember his time with the Illuminati. So that definitely has some interesting story implications. And I like that, like, that's something that. I feel like the, the original Sin storyline could just be used for cheap stuff, and you know, cheap and retroactively throwing things in. But something like that would actually be really cool. Uh, then you have Avengers Undercover five and six. Man, they're really pumping that book out. I mean, it's already going to be by it just started, and it's going to be at issue six by June. Like that's, I mean, I, I guess it started in March, so that really should just be four issues by then. So they're going to be two issues ahead. Um, so it should be interesting to see which heroes join the Masters of Evil and then what happens in the issue after that. Uh, Secret Avengers continues by Alscott and Michael Walsh. I still haven't had a chance to read issue one, but uh, hopefully it's still in enjoyable. Uh, Uncanny Avengers 21 reaches its uh, Avenge the Earth finale by Daniel Acuna and Rick Remender. I've really turned around on Uncanny Avengers in the last uh, five or six months, so I'm excited for the new issue. Uh, then we reached some Ultimates books, which used to be much lower in these solicitations. Can't say I'm all that interested, though. We have all-new Ultimates 3 and 4, and Michael Fifth or Fife and Emma Carpina, and then Miles Morales and the Ultimate Spider-Man number 2 by Bendis and Marquez. I do love Marquez, but I haven't read Ultimate Spider-Man in a while. Uh, and then there's Ultimate FF number 3 uh, by Felkov and Mario Guevara. Uh, then we have, I guess, a new Spider-Book, um where we have Spider-Man Spectacular, instead of Spectacular Spider-Man, by Joe Caramagna, uh, who's actually writing now, um, and it looks like he's doing four different tales set in the past of Spider-Man. I'm interested in seeing what this is like, and it looks like it's a new ongoing, because it's not listed as a one-shot, so it could be interesting. Uh, we have Superior Foes of Spider-Man 14, as uh, Lieber both writes and illustrates the issue. Uh, then we have Amazing Spider-Man 3. Now, what's interesting about this is that it looks like we only get one issue of Amazing Spider-Man this month, kind of. Because we get 1.2, which continues the uh, Learning to Crawl storyline. Um, but in the current kind of continuity, we're only getting one new issue, which 
is a little, I mean, I, I'm going to have to kind of make a decision there. Like, am I going to buy the point issues? Like, I didn't get the 700 point, one, two, three, whatever. Um, but I'm really, I wasn't going to get this learning to crawl storyline, but now I'm kind of thinking about it, and I don't know. I mean, it is written by Dan Slott, so at least it, it counts. It might actually have some sort of connection to what happens in the current continuity. Um, issue three of Amazing Spider-Man, I should mention, I'm excited to see Black Cat show up, because she only got one quick little appearance in Spirit Spider-Man, where she got, you know, kind of punched in the face and webbed up and left for not, left for the police by, uh, by Otto. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see what her return is like. Um, and it's written by Dan Slott with artwork by Humberto Ramos. Uh, we have Iron Man 27 and 28 as the Rings, Rings of the Mandarin storyline comes to its conclusion. Um, it's by Kieran Gillen and Joe Bennett. Uh, I just started reading issue, whatever the new issue of Iron Man is that came out this past week. Can't say I'm a huge fan so far. Uh, we have Inhuman number 3 by Charles Sewell and Joe Maduera as it ends the first arc with uh, Medusa versus Lash, whoever that is. Uh, I I don't know if I... I feel like they've really missed the boat in the whole thing. Inhumanity was kind of a, a know-nothing storyline, and it, it had a few tie-in issues in a bunch of key books, but they kind of didn't go anywhere, and then, besides Ms. Marvel, nothing's really come out of Inhumanity, and Inhuman should have, and should have come out when it was hot. Instead, it's been so long that I don't know if anyone really cares now, so I think it's really going to be tough for Inhuman to even survive. Uh, it would have been hard enough on its own. I mean, Joe Matt obviously brings a lot of people, you know, eyeballs to, to see it anyway, but I'm not so sure. Uh, we have Winter Soldier, The Bitter March, number five. I really love the first issue, um, so I'm hoping the issue two is still good. And it looks like uh, the Iron Nail, who's currently in Captain America, is actually going to be involved in this storyline, which is kind of a nice move by Recommender to do a nice flashback story that still has some sort of connection to the current continuity. Um, so speaking of that, we have Captain America 21 by Remender Nick Klein, um, which has the Iron Ale breaking Captain America, whatever that means. Issue 5 of Loki, Agent of Asgard, comes out with Al Ewing and Lee Garbutt, uh, continuing to um, tell some hopefully very charming stories of uh, Teen Loki. I uh, got Thor, God of Thunder 23 with The Last Days of Midgard Part 5 by Jason Aaron and Asad Ribic. Uh, Black Widow number 7 continues with Natasha returning to San Francisco. Yep, that's all it says in the solicitation. Uh, I'm such a big fan of that book by Edmund Sanonoto, though, that I don't care what it's about, almost. I'm going to buy it anyway, because it's that good. Uh, got Hawkeye 21, which is called the finale part 1, so that makes me a little bit worried that we're going to be getting to the end of this storyline. Uh, by Fraction and Annie Wu on this particular issue. Um, she's, her artwork's alright, but I prefer Aja, so it's not the same for me. When uh, he's not on the book, we have Silver Surfer by Dan Slott and Michael Alred continuing with issue four, with uh, featuring Doctor Strange and Incredible Hulk and some surprise guest stars. I'm really d kind of excited to see what this book is like, so uh, definitely looking forward to this. Uh, Thunderbolts continues as issue 27, which is guest starring the Avengers, and it looks like it's the uh, Punisher versus the Thunderbolts Part One storyline. I uh, Ben Acker and Ben Blacker. I don't know if that's a typo or not, because that seems weird. Uh, Carlo Barbieri, or Barbieri doing the artwork. And we have Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, number two, uh, with the Shang-Chi, which makes me a little sad that he's in a starring in a book, because I love that he was, quote-unquote, maybe died in Avengers World. Um, we have Punisher, six and seven. Man, they're really kind of pumping out these lower-selling books, and they're having two issues this month uh, in June. We have uh, Nathan Edmondson writing, issue six at least, uh, with Mitchell Thomas Garadis doing the artwork. And then issue 7 has uh, Kevin Moore 
who's apparently the international best-selling author of Not a Good Day to Die, uh, joining Edmondson to tell a story. Uh, New Warriors 5 and 6 ends, I guess, the first storyline in... Um, I'm excited to see what they do with this in New Warriors. Uh, I guess Christopher Yosh is writing with the Nick Roche on artwork. Uh, issue 4 of the all-new Ghost Rider comes out. That still hasn't started, and I know a lot of people are ready to say it's going to suck, but I'm at least cautiously optimistic. Uh, we've got She-Hulk number 5 coming by Sewell and Ron Wemberley. Uh, I think, what, the first two issues have come out so far, and I've loved it, so I'm really excited for this. It just, it very much captures that kind of tone that Dan Slott used to have, uh, yet does its own fun, quirky thing. It's changing artists, though, so we'll have to see how that works. Um, Electra number three by Hayden Blackman and Michael Del Mundo. Uh, variant cover by Tim Sale, which is kind of nice, because what's he doing these days? Uh, Moon Knight number four by Warren Ellis and Declan Shalvey. Interested to see what that's like, uh, for sure. Um... I mean, only the first issues come out so far, and we got kind of an inkling of where Alice might go with it, but you never really know sometimes. Uh, Iron Patriot number four with Alice Coat and Gary Brown as we continue continue the story of um, James Rhodes as Iron Patriot. Uh, Daredevil continues by Mark Wade and Chris Samney. I love the first issue of the new run. It just started this past week. It was a really great start, and it uh, looks like we're going to have the owl in it, and we're going to find out maybe a little bit more what is actually going on with Foggy Nelson. Um, Captain Marvel number four, as uh, we continue with Carol Danvers in space, Kelly C. DeConnick and David Lopez on art. I really love the first issue more than I expected to, so I'm excited to see what this is like. Uh, then we have Miss Marvel number five by G. Willow Wilson and Adrian Alfona. Still haven't read issue two, it just came out this week. I'm really, really pumped because I love the first issue. It, was, it really took me by surprise, but it was fantastic. Uh, Hulk number four by Wade and Mark Bagley as uh, they continue the Banner DOA storyline. Uh, Iron Fist, The Living Weapon, has issue three. It's uh, written and drawn by Carrie Andrews. That could be an amazing book. I'm really pumped to see what this book is like. It's hard. These books haven't even come out yet at all with even their first issue. Uh, it's part of the all-new Marvel Now launch. Uh, you have Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man 27, uh, Marvel Universe Avengers Assemble number nine, uh, then going back to the 616, you have Gardens of the Galaxy 16 by Bendis and Bradshaw, uh, with Star-Lord on the run from a new adversary. You have the Uncanny X-Men Special, number one, by Sean Ryan and Ron Atkins, uh, which is an Uncanny X-Men, Iron Man, and Nova crossover. That's a really crazy kind of mashup. It kind of reminds me, though, of the specials we got recently that had, uh, that was like the arms of the octopus, and it wasn't written by anyone normal. Not normal, but any of the big names who are the normal writers of those books, which I ended up taking a pass on. But maybe I'll try just one special, if that's all it is. Uh, then we have Uncanny X-Men 22, uh, which is by Bendis and Bacallo, as the war between the Uncanny X-Men and S.H.I.E.L.D. heats up. I really have kind of fallen by the wayside a little on Uncanny X-Men, just because I don't feel it's a book with a good sense of direction and what it wants to be. Um, but I, I do want to enjoy it more than I have been. I just don't think it's really been a flagship book to me. Because that's all new X-Men. Uh, you have Amazing X-Men Annual Number 1, A Storm of the X-Men Go to Africa, uh, by Monte Nero, who I've never heard of, and Salvador La Roca and Art. Okay, that could be interesting, you never know. I mean, it's kind of an unknown quantity. Uh, Amazing X-Men Number 8, as we have Craig Kyle and Chris Yost taking over the Amazing X-Men, with uh, Ed McGinnis continuing to do art. Um, you know, as long as McGinnis is on this and you have good X-Writers, which I would say definitely Kyle and Yost are, I'm willing to give this a shot. Uh, we have issue two of Cyclops by Greg Rock and Russell Dowderman. Uh, this book is such a crazy idea that I hope it works. 
with uh, Scott Summers and uh, Corsair, you know, being space pirates. Why not? That could that could that could work. It could also fail horribly, but I hope it works. Uh, all new X Men twenty eight as we have uh, more of the future Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Uh, also, we have new mysteries about Jean Grey again by Bendis and Eminem. Issue nine. I cannot believe they're up to issue nine of all new X Factor by June. I guess it's not again that far ahead, but it just feels like we've gotten a, a couple months of double shipping, as we have uh, Peter David continuing with Carmine J. Domenico, and the cover with Gambit is definitely hilarious. Uh, all new dupe number three could not care less about this, but I'm sure someone will enjoy it. Peter Milligan, David Lafuente. It's not a bad creative team. I just don't care. Um, X Men 15 is uh, Brian Wood is joined by Clay Mann. Uh, really interested to see what that's like, just because I'm really loving Brian Wood's take on X Men. And when either he's had Clay Mann um, or Olivier Coipel or or the Dodsons, he's had some really A list uh, artistic talent, and they've done a phenomenal job. Uh, Wolverine number eight, as you have uh, Chris Anka doing the artwork with by Paul Cornell the story. Um, I don't know why Stegman's not doing it, but uh, we'll see. I read issue three recently, and it was all right. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the greatest thing I've ever read. Uh, issue nine of Wolverines by Gerardo Enrique Sandoval and Art, or sorry, is it Geraldo, Gerardo Enrique Sandoval Perez on Art? Whew, what a mouthful! And it's written by Paul Cornell, and it's leading up to this uh, three month to die type of thing. So we're leading up to Wolverine dying. I just I don't think anyone really cares as much as they want us to. Uh, Savage Wolverine continues with uh, Frank Thierry and Felix Ruiz doing us an issue. I'm kind of interested in picking this up just for Frank Thierry because I really like his work generally. Wolverine and the X-Men continues with issue number five um, with Jason Latour and Mahmoud Rezrar. Uh, kind of sounds interesting with Evan needs to save Phantom X from death. That sounds potentially interesting. Uh, then you have Nightcrawler number three by Claremont and Todd Nock. I want this to be good so bad. Um, I want a fun, breezy Nightcrawler story by Chris Claremont. I want him to redeem himself and show that he can write a fun, engaging, enjoyable story. I really want it to be good. And Todd Nock is a great illustrator. so uh, And I think he's really well suited to Nightcrawler. So I really hope this is good. Uh, Magneto number 5 by Bunn and Fernandez. I know other people have really enjoyed the first issue. It was alright. I'm interested to see where they go with it. Uh, Deadpool and Carnage by Bun and Espin finally wraps up in June. Um, then we have X-Force number 6. I read the uh, second issue, part of it, I, maybe three pages, and I'm like, I can't read this. Uh, it's by Simon Spurrier and Jorge Molina. Uh, then we have the United States of Murder, Inc., number 2 by Bendis and Oming, uh, which is a new crime epic saga from the creators of Powers. Uh, then we have the Powers, the Definitive Collection, volume 6 hardcover which is uh, 424 pages for $35. Um, and we've got uh, the Marvel Famous First 75th Anniversary Marvel Masterworks Slipcase Set, which is actually kind of a big deal. I mean, it's 500 bucks, but you get 10 volumes of the Masterworks, which includes, I guess it's they're all new volumes, or sorry, reprinting volumes of uh, Masterworks. Plus it has the uh, all-new Long in a Man Not Brand, Not Brand Eck Volume 1, which is kind of a big deal. Um, for fans of that kind of era, um, the new the X Men collects issues one to ten of X Men. You have the Mighty Thor, which is the Journey into Mystery eighty three to one hundred, Invincible Iron Man, which is uh, Tales of Suspense thirty nine to fifty, uh, Incredible Hulk volume one, which is one to six of the Hulk, uh, Fantastic Four volume one, which is FF one to ten, Avengers one to ten hardcover, 
uh, Amazing Spider-Man 15, and Amazing Spider-Man 1 to 10 in that hardcover. Doctor Strange, which is Strange Tales 110 to 111, 114 to 141, and Amazing Spider-Man Annual 20, number 2, and Daredevil 1 to 11, and Captain America Volume 1, Tales of Suspense 5981. That's all in one big slipcase for 500, plus the Not Brand Deck, number 1 to 13, and other material. Uh, it looks like you can buy it on its own for 70 or as part of the $50 pack. For those who haven't been following the Marvel Masterworks, getting the slipcase is definitely going to be a must for those who kind of wanted to be able to jump in, but these are, you know, volumes that may be out of print by now, so this is definitely a, a big opportunity for those who want to jump in. And to have not brand deck and uh, having a volume one is a big deal as well. Uh, then we have the Dark Tower Gunslinger Omnibus uh, slipcase, which continues the collection of the all the Dark Tower books. This time it was in all the Dark Tower Gunslinger um, that was the way that they were branded, and then they had sub sub uh, subtitles. Uh, we have the new Marvel Masterworks, which is Fantastic Four Volume 16, which gets you up all the way up to issues 175. Uh, Marvel Masterworks Human Torch Volume 1 comes out. Um, that's the stuff with uh, Johnny Storm, not with the original Human Torch. Um, there's a Marvel's Agents of Shield. That's a TV show. Season one day classified slipcase. There's the Oz Omnibus Volume. Uh, actually just Oz on the bus, sorry, by Eric Schenauer and Scotty Young. You have the Deadpool minibus for 60 bucks, which has a bunch of miniseries by Colin Bunn. Um, then you have the another original graphic novel uh, by uh, Marvel, which is the Thanos, the Infinity Revelation, written and drawn by Jim Starlin, 112 pages for 25 bucks. Brand new story. You have the, uh, oh, I guess, the uh, new hardcover for event, Origin number 2, Sorry, Origin 2, number 1 to 5. It's an oversized hardcover for $25. It's a little much because it's $5 per issue, which you could get, I think each issue is 4 bucks normally, so you're paying a little bit extra to get it bound in hardcover. Um, Kieran Gillen, Adam Kubert, great creators, not a very great book from what I've read so far. Uh, All New X-Men, Volume 1, hardcover. This time it is an oversized edition, which has issues 1 to 10, which is what uh, was already collected in the first two hardcover, tra uh, hardcover collections for Old New X-Men. Uh, Disney Kingdom, Seekers of the Weird, hardcover comes out. You have George Romero's Empire of the Dead, Act 1, trade paperback. Uh, Avengers, Volume 5 by Hickman comes out in hardcover, which is Adapt or Die, collecting issues 24 to 28. Black Widow, the uh, book I was saying was so great before. First six issues and the material from the all-new Marvel Now point one issue uh, come out in trade paperback in June. Uh, you have Deadpool Volume 5, The Wedding of Deadpool come out, uh, which seems a little thin. It's only got three issues, but I guess one of them was pretty big and you also have an annual. Uh, Jason Aaron, the Wolverine by Jason Aaron Complete Collection Volume 3 comes out. Um, 460, 456 pages for 35 bucks, not bad. You have... Uh, Avengers AI in Volume 2, collecting issues uh, 7 to 12. Uh, you have Wolverine Volume 1, Mortal, by Paul Cornell and Ryan Stegman and Gerardo Sandoval. Uh, now, this is one I'm really excited for for June, which is X-Men, The Road to Onslaught, Volume 2, trade paperback. Uh, I was talking um, a few months ago about how excited I was about Volume 1. Volume 2 I'm a little bit less excited about because it feels like we get a little bit less forward momentum in that volume. Because uh, Uncanny X-Men, we get two issues and an annual. For X-Men, we get, I guess, four issues, and, and uh, then you have one issue of an unlimited. 
and then you have a Sabretooth special for nine ninety five, and then you have the two issue X Men clandestine storyline that no one likes, no one wants. Sorry, someone likes. Alan Davis likes it, but I just find that I I am not the right person. I don't know who likes clandestine. It's not me. It's not the people I've talked to, and they just keep making clandestine uh, new series, new stories that take the place of annuals. Uh, they come out in trade paperbacks. I just don't get it. Uh, for those enjoying the Castaway and Dimension Z storyline in Captain America, Volume 2 finally comes out the trade paperback. Finally, we got the second trade paperback of Uncanny X-Men, which is called Broken. Uh, Superior Spider-Man Team-Up, which is issues 5 to 12 of that series, which is actually a nice hearty collection. That's 8 issues for 20 bucks. That finally comes out, um, which is it's called Volume 2 Superior 6. It's by Chris Yost and Kevin Shinnick, because in the middle, Shinnick takes over. Uh, you have Thunderbolts Volume 4, No Mercy trade paperback, which... Uh, was when they kind of add the fun, uh, Ghost Rider to the team. Uh, the Battle of the Atom storyline in X-Men uh, finally comes out in trade paperback for $35. Uh, you have a new What If trade paperback, which is uh, issues 1 to 5 of Age of Ultron, What If. Uh, I've talked before about the Fantastic Four Epic Collections. Well, here we have a new one, um, which is FF Into the Time Stream, which is volume 20 in the Epic Collection, which goes from uh, 334 to 346, and then a bunch of other annuals. Uh, Star Lord trade paperback. It's kind of an interesting collection, uh, collecting a bunch of different Star Lord appearances for those who want to have as much of the Star Lord appearances that have been printed as possible. Then you have the Gardens of the Galaxy, Rocket Raccoon, and Groot Steal the Galaxy prose novel coming out. Uh, again, more Gardens of the Galaxy material of issues 1 to 12 of the 2008 series, which is the one that the movie is based on, coming out. Um, not based on, but the, the version of the team that the movie is based on by Abnon Landing. Uh, coming out the complete collection, uh, I'm definitely picking that up. Probably gonna at some point unload my singles and just convert to the trade paperback for that. Um, speaking of that team, you, you also have the new printing of War of Kings, uh, which obviously involved the Guardians of the Galaxy and it has a bunch of other one shots in it as well. Uh, you have Guardians of the Galaxy by Jim Valentino, Volume Two. So that's the 1990 series, going from issues eight to twenty, which is 13 issues. That's a, a big swath. And then you have the Marvel Universe Gardens of the Galaxy Cosmic Team-Up Digest, uh, which seems to have a lot of the kind of the more, I guess, fun books. They're all the uh, Marvel Universe books and where the Gardens of the Galaxy have appeared in those. So that is Marvel and DC solicitations for 2014. It's June 2014. Uh, it's quite a mouthful, and there's a lot of good material in there. A lot of questionable stuff, too. Um, definitely a lot of stuff I'm looking forward to. Not as much on the trade paperback front that I'm looking forward to in this particular month. So, anyways, thank you for joining me. Um, I am, once again, Adam Chapman. Now that I realize it, I don't think I introduced myself at the top of the show. So, if you have never listened to this show before, you don't actually know who I am until right now. So, I'm Adam Chapman, and I'm your host of Comic Shenanigans. Uh, next episode, well, episode 155 will be our next comic reviews episode. Episode 156 tentatively is supposed to be uh, an episode spotlighting Marvel, sorry, not Marvel, uh, Muppets Most Wanted, which actually was released uh, as I speak today on March 21st. Uh, that episode will probably be coming out around the 27th, 28th. 
Um, the following week, episode 158 will be a spotlight on the winter, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, as I sit down with Paul Scorez and Tibor Mate to talk more about that film. It'll be the, we'll be doing it and rec- recording it and posting it the day that we see the movie, which is April 4th. Um, speaking of, Tibor Mate, our mate, will also be on episode 156, which is the um, Muppets Most Wanted uh, episode, which will be a spotlight. So thank you very much for joining me for this episode. I very much appreciate it. Please email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Rate and review us on iTunes to help grow the show's audience. And also um, make sure to subscribe in iTunes as well. Uh, If you really enjoy the show, uh, just subscribe. It makes it a lot easier to get new episodes. Uh, Also, you can please post in our HC Realms threads. Uh, It's a good way to keep the conversation going. Uh, I always want to hear what uh, the listeners think of the show, ways we can better the show, things you like about it, and uh, I know we'd like to have more guests on the show. It used to be uh, on the um, the odd-numbered, sorry, even-numbered episodes, you always, always used to feature me with a guest. Unfortunately, due to schedules, it's a lot harder to get that done these days, but I am I am working on it. It is definitely something that is uh, I would like to fix at some point, uh, because it's always a lot more fun when it's me talking to someone else as opposed to just talking to myself. Um, as we approach the summer months, there will definitely be more uh, movie spotlight episodes as there's a lot of comic book movies coming out this year. Where there's, as I mentioned already, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, you got X-Men Days of Future Past, Guardians of the Galaxy. So there is stuff coming up. So for those episodes, I'll likely have Tibor Mate at the very least. And hopefully uh, maybe getting a few other people on those episodes as well. Um, so at least there'll be a little bit more of a, a lively discussion in those and not just my voice. Uh, but I do appreciate you getting through this episode with me. And I guess we'll see you next month for the next Solicitations episode. As it is most definitely and won't be coming out next week. Uh, as it will be a while before we get the July Solicitations. Um, anyways, thanks again for joining me and I will catch you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>